This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then one day. That dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Kyle Haler who is also known probably to most of you as the Black Socialite. I say the premier original first, I guess R-H-O-P fan page. Is that how you would say? (laughs) No, um, actually um, the Black Socialite is a page that I created to showcase the amazing Black Socialites in the DMV area. Um, just so happens the Real Housewives fall into that category. So, um, because of the popularity of RHOP, that brought a lot of attention to the page. But the Black Socialites is a brand that celebrates the phenomenal socialites and influencers of the DMV. And DMV stands for DC, Maryland, and Virginia. And I know, you know, you, you, you do post a lot of like non-Potomac stuff on there, you know, and I know, yes. especially like we talked about this, like when you first started your page, you really, your goal was not to have it kind of focused on RHOP. It really was just to highlight all the social fights in that area. Yeah. When I first started the page, I consciously made the decision not to focus on RHOP but also at the time I was working for Sharice Jackson Jordan and I ran a page for her called Sharice Jordan Daily. <clears throat> so I kept all of my RHOP um, posts specifically to that page. But when we um, went our separate ways, I, I decided to merge my RHOP and the Black Socialites together. And apparently everyone loved it because the page just started growing so much more quicker than it was before. <laughs> and that's the thing. So everyone needs to head on over to my Patreon account because you and I sat down with RJ and we kind of did another talk. And so everyone needs to listen to that on Patreon. It kind of more like your background and RJ's background, which is a great interview. And I think everyone needs to hear it. And we get into some dirt there. And some of it we're going to talk about again here today, but there's a lot of dirt there, which we're not going to get into today because we have a lot going on. So, right. So you started working for Sharice. How did you start working for Sharice? Um, Back in the day. I used to, well, I've, first and foremost, I'm a fan of the Housewives. And when I was a big fan of the Housewives of DC, the of course, it got canceled. So when I learned that Bravo was circling back to Potomac, I immediately just, you know, got involved in social media. And I started to build um, a social media relationship with the ladies. Sharice um, and Robin invited me to the season two premiere party um, where, you know, I met everybody there. And shortly after that, I started Sharice Jordan Daily. Um, cause me and Sharice just really hit it off. We became quick friends 
and I, you know, created that page to promote the show, help her out because her social media presence was lacking. And um, yes. she really liked the page and she was looking for an assistant. But at the time, she was going through her divorce with Eddie, and um, which is a whole nother story. So I kind of got bored along officially, unofficially to help her out with the expectations to make everything official once the divorce was final. And um, of course, that didn't happen, which is a whole nother story. So we'll save that for another day. Really? <laughs> you don't want to share a little bit about this divorce story with us? Um... So I could talk about it a little bit. So like I said, I was had that the the promise to work for Cerise once her divorce was final. And um we did become well, at least I thought we became fast friends. Um, you know, we talked on the phone every day, all day, you know, we shared information, secrets, life stories, just everything. Um when the divorce happened, you know, it was just nothing. No, I didn't get any, um, we didn't move forward with anything. But I was just trying to give her some space because I figured, you know, she had just been going through this divorce, you know, for like two years. It was a very traumatic experience for her. And I knew that because we were friends. Um, a few months later, like over that summer, like in August, her, she got divorced like right around my birthday in April. So in August, um, Sharice had went to Hawaii and she called me from Hawaii and she was like, you know, Kyle, um, I just thought about it. You know, you've done so much for me and I haven't really done anything for you and I want to do something for you. Yada, 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 yada. So at that time, I kind of figure okay well so clearly what you're going to do for me is not hire me but it was just like whatever we were still friends i cherished our relationship so it wasn't a big issue um <clears throat> she knows that i love chris brown and she um told me that she would chris brown was planning on coming to dc the next month of september and she was like she was going to send me on an all expense paid night out to see chris brown everything on her VIP and a meet and greet experience. So I thought that was cool. I had seen Chris Brown before, but I had never met him. So I was like, well, hell shit, definitely. Um, I'm down for that. Um, the next day she called me and was like, she couldn't find the tickets or something. Could I find the tickets and just send her the link and she would pay for them. So of course I did the research, um, for that particular, concert that he was doing there wasn't a meet and greet package it was vip and backstage passes but no actual meet and greet and the tickets had ranged for that that special package had ranged from about six hundred dollars up to like three thousand dollars and she was really <laughs> taken back by the price and um, i knew she had just got divorced and you know that her money probably was funny and she probably just didn't want to say it. So I just was like, well, you know what? Don't worry about it. I was like, if you really just want to do something nice for me, I would appreciate if you host a brunch for the Black Socialites because I was approaching my one-year anniversary, which was in October. And I was like, I would just, you know, that would mean more to me, more than a Chris Brown concert. I really would just like, if you could host this brunch for me, and that would help, you know, further my blogging career because I'm really, you know, invested into this. And so, um, initially yeah. she wasn't interested. She wasn't, she had just moved from the big estate that y'all saw on the show to a smaller townhouse, um, not in Potomac, but in Bethesda, which is like right next door. And I thought the house was beautiful, but apparently she wasn't, you know, happy with it. And she didn't want anyone to see her home. So she didn't want to host it at her house. But she told me she was going to have it hosted somewhere else. To make a long story short, she told me to get everything together for the brunch that we were going to have, a caterer, everything. And she would take care of the location and the payment. And yeah, I sent Cherie several emails and text messages about 
moving forward with the brunch, found the cater and everything else, and Sharice just deaded me. She did not respond or anything. Um, and wow. that was like the start of, you know, the downhill situation with me and her. Now, it's more to the story, but I just, I don't want to divulge everything out just of respect for the family, but it's more to the story than that. But yeah, that is what initiated the fallout between me and her. Did you ever get paid anything from her? Nothing. Wow. Nothing. That's kind of crazy. Absolutely crazy, but um, it's not really crazy when I look back and I think about the kind of person she was because that's just what she does. She really thinks people owe her something. And, you know, that's just that. But I'm not going to make this situation about her. I'm past that. I am thankful for um, that relationship I had at that time. Without that relationship, I would not have the Black Socialites. I totally understand that, and I've met a lot of amazing people through her that, you know, afforded me the opportunity to have this page. So I'm just going to take that as my payment and move forward. That is very kind of you. And then you met the other girls that were on the cast at that season two party. And then where did you go from there? Like, did you start working with them, just hanging out with them? No. um, I'm still waiting to actually have a real conversation with some of those ladies. Um, I found out through the fallout with Sharice that Sharice played a major part in keeping a wedge between me and those other women because those were her friends. And she's a very territorial person. That situation with her and Monique, um, season three, or was it season three or season four, about her feeling like Monique was trying to steal her contacts, that's really how she is in real life. That wasn't for cameras. That was really how she, she's very... Everything has to go through her. Everybody belongs to her. You know, she's the middleman. That's who she really is. Um, so when me and her fell out, she had made it clear to me that the kind of cordialness that I had developed with the Robin and Giselle um, would be deaded once she told them that she was no longer my friend. Um, they didn't initially stop talking to me. Um, But once me and Monique had became cool, that's when the issue with me and everyone else started. Me and Monique became cool, um, and I've said this before, once I really got to know who the real Sharice was, I felt bad that I had participated in a slander campaign against Monique because that's what Sharice does to people. And at that time, I didn't see that. But I got to see it once it was now her doing it to me. Um, so another one of the socialites, um, Ashley Silva, who's the wife of um, DJ Quicksilver, had invited me to an event she was doing with Monique. And there, you know, I ran into the Samuels. We had a conversation. I apologized. Um, Monique forgave me we exchanged numbers and we just instantly became cool. Now, it was really just more of like, I I apologize, I was wrong. She accepted my apology. We were cool on social media before the fallout. So it was just like, we'll be cool again. It was no more than that. But as fate would have it, a few days after that event, her and Candace got into the altercation. So when you kind of met Monique again, like you had said things negatively on social media to her just because you were working with Sharice or close with Sharice, basically. Yeah, because um, I was running Sharice's page and Sharice and Monique had a rivalry. And, you know, Monique had her brother who was running a ball squad he had said some shady things, and I was working with Sharif, so I had to have her back. That's just who I am as a person. Oh I'm my. a very loyal person. So it was par for the course. And she understood that, which is why I really respect Monique, because it was like she got it, she understood it, and we put it behind us, and we moved forward quickly. Bef- but because of that yeah. situation, 
And once I posted the picture saying that me and her kissed and made up, I guess that had infuriated Sharice. That's when she had blocked me and unfollowed me. And that's when, like, all hell kind of broke loose between me and her. Um, and then, of course, like I said, a few days after that event is when her and Candace got into the altercation. Um, I had gotten a tip from somebody. It was not Monique. And, I, you know, you'll learn this on the show. Um, I got a tip from somebody about the fight. I have eyes and ears everywhere, of course. Of course. Um, That's why you're here. I've come right right to the source. (laughs) I mean, there is no better source. Thank you. And so I got a tip about the fight. I reported what I was told. And immediately, I guess all the other ladies felt some type of way because they felt as though I spun the story in Monique's favor to sway fans because from my understanding, they were already planning to get her fired because of the fight. So now when you fast forward to this week, I already knew everything going on, but I just didn't talk about it out of respect for Monique and and, and, and Chris. Um, I already knew the ladies had been plotting that story that you heard Candace talk about on Monday. Yeah. The lunch, the dinner, the dinner after Andy's baby shower. Yes. So tell So I had already I had already knew that. So, so tell us what that is. So Candace went on social media. So basically the fight Well hold on, was, let me just stay okay. on, on topic with this with this point real quick, then I'll go back okay. to that. Okay. So basically they had been trying to find a way to damage Monique anyway. And then the fight happened. So because I reported the story in a way that was favorable to Monique, they instantly turned on me. Because they felt like now they couldn't take the opportunity to paint the picture of Monique being this villain because I already said what had happened, which shined a favorable light with fans on Monique. So that's why every all the rest of the cast of the show became pissed with me. And who is the rest of the cast? Like, who became pissed with you? Specifically, specifically Giselle and Robin. Ashley, I'm not really sure what me and her is, what the issue is with that. Um, I know Ashley's friends with Sharice. Um, I know she blocked me and unfollowed me as well. Um, I'm not really sure what her motivation was. Other, I don't know. I, I can't say. I have to just wait and see how this all plays out on the show. But that's what happened. Now, back to that dinner. And what um, about the Grand Don? What about Miss Huger? Oh, um, did she block you or is she just not even involved Karen did in block me but like an hour or two later she unblocked me and refollowed me and then she unfollowed me again but she didn't block me oh my god um, and every now and then she'll like a picture or a post or you know something but I don't you know I just you know I don't know I, I, to my face Karen is cool anytime I see her out she is always cordial and gracious and just really cool and all that. So I don't know what the deal is with that. I've asked her about it via DM and she did not respond. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Okay, so let's go back to that dinner. <clears throat> okay, so the dinner. Um, Which was after Andy's baby shower. Right. right, it was after Andy's baby shower. So let me just ask you, let me interrupt you. So who before this was trying to get Monique fired? It was Robin and Giselle only? To my knowledge, yes. Okay. I don't necessarily know about Ashley having a part in that. And Karen was not a part of that. To okay. my knowledge. But definitely... Robin and Giselle and Candace was kind of playing the middle because at that time Candace and Monique they were there was issues I'll just put it like that like they were it was it was Candace was you know they were going back and forth right so they had the dinner um well it's so uncomfortable to talk about because that's a, it's a really nasty topic but yes, I do know for sure. Um, even back when I was cool with Sharice, Sharice had told me that Robin and Giselle tried to get her to come on the show season four to make an appearance. 
um, to discuss that rumor that Monique's friend had told her, but Sharice was in her feelings that Bravo didn't want to pay her for an appearance, so she didn't do anything season four. But now, fast forward to season five, she, I guess, I guess you feel one way when you're at home saying no, and you feel big and bad, but then once the show came on and it was like she really wasn't on it at all season four, she jumped at the opportunity to do anything season five. Because me and her were still cool going into season five. Right. That was my understanding, too. Like, she didn't want to come if she wasn't getting paid, but she watched it in this season. She's not getting paid, but is there anyway. Right. Yes. The thirst that is... Was- Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, that's my understanding. I don't know that for a fact, but that's, that's my understanding. That's, I, I will say that's a fact. Okay. And I know because she told me herself. So now she's there. And so this dinner, so there is this, right. So you're not going to say it. I'll say it. There's this, okay, so let's just go back. So this dinner is now Robin and Giselle and Candace is there too. Yes. But Sharice is not and there. Sharice was not there because she was not invited to Andy's baby shower. Um, but there were some producers there, to my knowledge. I think like a producer or two and the ladies. Okay. And that was what was going on. Monique's friend had reached out to produce production and the cast and told them heinous stories and I'm not going to repeat those stories um, out of respect but she reached out and told them heinous stories. I know this for a fact because I was actually on the phone with Sharice one day when she called when everything first got kicked off. So like I was there in the, in the, in the midst of all that going on. Um, Sharice and that girl talked on the phone for two days straight because every time after they got off the phone Sharice would call me and tell me what she said. And I just was in shock because I just, you know, I was just in shock and I'll just leave it at that. So, um, yeah. Um, and Charisse is the one who started these rumors about Monique. No, the, Monique's friend started the rumors. Charisse is the one that spreaded the rumors. Okay. Um, going into season five, Sharice had to film like a what's it like? I want to say like a teaser or something, basically to let production know what her goals. Because she was trying to come back as a housewife, right? So she filmed a teaser to let production know what her goals were or what she anticipated for the season. I actually went over to her house and helped her film it, like everything. Um, and she said that she was going to expose the rumors about Monique. I did tell her at that time, I was like, that's going to be, you know, those rumors are nasty. But she was dead ass set on exposing them. But not only Monique, she was going to turn on Giselle too. Sharice was, was coming back for blood. So she was not really in the best place with anybody. She was very scorned that she felt like she started the Real Housewives of Potomac and got everybody on the show. Well, at least Giselle, Robin, 
and Karen got them on the show and she got fired and they went on to continue to do the show without her. That bothered her. Right. And if you're going to, if you want back on the show and you'll do anything, you'll come for anyone. And that was the plan. She was going to, she was going to um, trash Giselle and Jamal um, and Monique. And she didn't have an issue with coming for Karen and Ashley or Robin either. She said all of that in the production teaser that she sent. Um, shortly after she sent that teaser, I would say a few days later, was when Candace had the um, anniversary party. And she okay. went to that. Um, I didn't really talk to her. That was like a Friday. I didn't talk to her anymore that weekend until Monday, which was weird because me and her usually talked every day, all day. But that Monday morning, she called me and she was like, you're never going to guess what? I was like, what? She was like, Monique and Karen had told production that if I come back season five, they were going to walk. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. She was like, um, Monique had called Giselle and was like, why would you invite her? to Candace's um, anniversary party, and Giselle was like, eh, 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 eh. it wasn't me. Candace invited Sharice to the anniversary party, and Monique was floored. So all of that was real. Monique really had no idea that Sharice and Candace had been talking, because like I told you, Sharice did not like Candace, and I still think she don't. I don't know. But up until that point, Sharice did not like Candace. Candace was her replacement on the show. She hated Candace. And Candace and Monique were kind of okay at this point. They had just made up. Right. They had just made up, and they had just got out on good terms. So Monique was just flabbergasted that, okay, we just made up, and now you do this? So that's, yeah, as far as that situation, that's what happened with that. It all kind of... So, right, so Sharice really managed to put herself in the middle of all of this. She did, for free. Yes. And so, why, so going back to that dinner after Andy's baby shower, why were Giselle and Robin, like, I mean, did they really think they had the power to, like, bring down Monique and get her fired? I don't think the goal at that time was to get her fired. The goal was to damage her reputation. Monique was like the fan favorite. I don't think getting her fired at that time was the goal. The goal was just to destroy her reputation and her marriage. The firing part did not come about until after Monique beat Candace's whoop, beat up Candace. And Monique did that because Candace was bringing Sharice around. Like, that's what it stems from. No. Like, okay. No. I think that may have... Um, been a build-up issue, but there's more that happens between them that you guys just gotta wait and see in the rest of the season. But it's huh. more, it's a lot more to the story. So it's not just because Monique was bringing Sharice around. No. And Sharice started, you know, Sharice spread this rumor that Monique's friends started, so there's way more to it. It's way more to it. So... In current day today, because I'm totally confused, who is Team Monique? Is Karen Huger officially Team Monique? Yes. Is anyone else? Allegedly, Ashley. I don't know. That's what I would have said. I would have said those two only. Yes. Why? I mean, like, what? Why do you think Giselle doesn't like Monique? It's just pure jealousy? I don't, I don't, I think that may play a part, but I also think, in my personal opinion, this is not facts, so don't send me no cease and desist. Yeah, and I'm not saying Giselle Um, has a reason to be jealous. Like, I think No, but I'm going to say, I think the issue, the issue is when Giselle is, Giselle is an AKA. She's a sorority girl. They like to do that hazing and, you know, I'm the queen bee and I'm big sister boom chakalaka and all that. And when Monique came around, she didn't go for it. You know, when Giselle tried her, oh, you don't have a home. I have four homes. You know, she put Giselle in her place. 
And I think Giselle just never got over that. You know, she wasn't, Giselle is, is kind of like a, a bully a little bit, and Monique just is not the one to bully. And then when Giselle was being rude to her in her home, she put her out the home, and, you know, that home that they were at, you know, that, that was a nice little drive. So it was just like, it's a, it's a lot of things. And then, you know, Monique was able to just move to Potomac and buy a house and, you know, live fabulously, and it's just she can do that, and Giselle can That makes sense. Giselle was renting a home, like, what, the first three seasons? She was renting a different home every every year. Like, she, like, you know, she's, for some of her age, she's not stable. If you walked into a room right now with all these people, the only person who would speak to you is Karen? I mean, uh, other than Monique? More than likely, yes. So how do you feel about that, that you were kind of close to some of these women at one point? Well, I wasn't really close to anyone but Sharice, but I was cordial with the other ladies. Um, and that's just what it is. Like, if clearly I, you know, their agenda was more important than me and what I was doing. So it is what it is. It's no love loss for me. It is what it is. And speaking of, like, you mentioned cease and desist, like, does that happen a lot to you from these women? Like, has that happened? Like, do you ever get no. scared? I'm, no. And I, I wasn't even scared of that. Like, at the end of the day, <clears throat> all anyone had to do was just take a paternity test, and that would have just proved, proven that point. And had he taken a paternity test and it came out not to be his baby, I would have gladly apologized because at the end of the day, I'm not in the business of spreading fake news. That's not what I do. I don't build the respect of my followers from telling them a bunch of BS. When people come to the Black Socialites, they are looking to get A, either my opinion or B, the T as to what's going on. I give both. So, and I'm very honest and candid about all of that. I'll let you know if this is my opinion, but I'll also tell you what was told to me or what I've seen or, you know, first-hand information. I'm not in the business of just making things up. No, you're not. I mean, that's why I like your page so much. Like, you don't really, you know, you don't need to stir it up. You just kind of are telling it how it is. And I'm telling you, like, that tagline that Bravo came up with for Potomac for this fifth season, things of Potomac are never really what they seem. It couldn't have been anything more fitting than that because that was the perfect way to sum up Potomac because that's exactly what it is. It's so much more drama and juicier and things that go on behind the scenes that don't make the show that just goes on in the community of, you know, people that's here that we actually know. And now it's actually starting to, you know, come to light. It's coming to the surface. I mean, I think this is going to be the best season. Listen, for me personally, Potomac had a slow start. You know, like season one, season two. I think well, that's because they were pretending. Season one, they were not housewives. Well, they didn't know they were going to be housewives when they filmed the show. It was supposed to be like the Ladies of Potomac or something. And it was, from my understanding, a show that was going to be based around streets. They didn't become housewives till later on. And, you know, that's why second season, the show kind of took a turn because they knew what they were doing when they came back to film. Yeah. And what else goes on in Potomac that we don't know about, to your point? Did you see that live last night? Whose live? Yours? Monique's and Karen's? I didn't see the whole thing. Like, what happened? And then I want to ask you about some other social media stuff. Because just like... Just like Real Housewives of New York this past season, this is now playing out on social media in so many ways. So what was the live last night between Karen and Monique? It was Potomac in its rarest form. I'm going to just say, if y'all didn't see the live with Karen and Monique, go to YouTube and look it up and watch it. And you will understand exactly what I mean by... It was Potomac in its rarest form. And I'll just leave it at that. 
it's somehow, and Karen Huger kind of is staying, I mean, is it just me or it seems like she is staying, the Grand Dame is staying out of the weeds a, a lot. You said she's staying out the weed. And she doesn't what? see, no, like the weeds, like she's not like, what am I trying to say? Like she's not getting like her hands dirty, really. She's kind of rising well, above this. At least from, yeah. I don't really know Karen personally, but from what I've heard of her from people that know her, that's just who she is as a person. That's who huh. she is. That's why she had that leadership leadership position in the organization in Potomac that she had because this is just who Karen is as a person from what I've been told. So, you know, she's just being herself. That's kind of the impression that I got. Now, let's talk about some other things that are happening on social media. So, it will, you know, I think it's also going to be interesting to see because she's not a housewife like even though Sharice is kind of at the center of this, I wonder if she's going to get all the airtime. Because there's a way to edit this where this whole story can play out. Yeah, I don't and, think she's going to get much airtime. I heard that she was going to be like maybe on five episodes and not much of her on those episodes. That's what I was told. So all this for free. For nothing. For nothing. For nothing. I mean, how is Sharice with the other women now? Like, is anyone speaking to her? I mean, obviously... I don't most... talk to Sharice anymore, so I have no idea. Do you ever miss Sharice? Um, I miss what I thought we had. That's I a... thought she was my friend. I miss what the idea that I thought we were cool. But it's clear, based off the actions and how she did me, that we were not really friends. And I've had a lot of personal struggles within this last year of us not being cool that I reached out to her and she shot me down. So that just let me know she was never my friend. Right. I lost my grandmother um, July 21st, who I have been raised by and have lived with for all 34 years of my life who we lived in the same house up until she died. Sharice knew me and my grandmother were extremely tight. BFFs, if you watched any of my lives, you've probably heard my grandmother in the background or just me talking about her or saying she was getting on my nerves, just whatever. We had a very, um, I was very active. I was her caregiver. And Sharice knew that and she didn't even offer her condolences. Wow. So that shows you the type of person, you know, that she really wasn't your friend. Definitely. Were you ever close with Giselle during, like, you know, prior no, to all this? I was this? never close with Giselle, but me and Giselle were cordial. We would DM every now and then. Giselle did invite me to the season four premiere party as her guest. Um, we were just cool. If, you know, we were, we were, we were cordial. Right. And I mean, to your point, like, that's really big of Monique when you kind of reconnected. I mean, she truly forgave you, you know, and she understood. Monique truly forgave me. Monique was all in. She invited me as her guest to her next event. I felt, well, I um, went to two tapings of season five. Um, and Monique has just been a doll, really a doll. So how do you go from like, you know, me seeing her again, explaining that you work for Sharice and that was kind of your job and the boss squad was coming for her. So you were, how do you go from her forgiving you to like, you're really very close with her. Like, how does that happen? You know? I kept it real with it. I mean, I'm a real person. You are. Um, regardless if I make mistakes or whatever the case is, I'm man enough to own my shit. Excuse me. I'm man enough to own my mistakes. You can swear. And I keep it real. I just say what it is. And when I went to Monique, I kept it real. She could tell I was keeping it real clearly. And we had some several real conversations. And then you just became friends from there. Yeah, I mean... I think Monique got it because she we went through the same situation. She went through the same situation first. So she got where I was coming from because she was that person too at one point. I mean, she wasn't necessarily running a page for Sharice, but she was, you know, Sharice played her with the Kindle situation. Right. It's what so she, she does. Got it. Right. 
And Sharice's, in my opinion, playing Candace right now in this situation. And Candace will find that out later on. Sharice plays people. She uses them. Were you close with Candace before all of this? No, I never was close with Candace because, like I told you, Candace was Sharice's replacement. When Sharice had told me about Candace a few months before the show had aired, the, the it was always, I hate her, I don't like her, don't post her, we don't like her, don't put her on my page, nothing representing me. It was no, 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 no Candace. Wow. And what, Sharice kind of did all this for what? For fame? Well, I would assume so. Sharice was, she, she wanted to, what I gather, she wanted to have a name outside of her husband. And Sharice is very into the socialite lifestyle. Like, that's her thing. Like, being, you know, the one that gives the best events and the biggest homes and writes the most money and has the best this and has the best that. That's who she is. So I think um, when that got taken from her, she just didn't know what to do because it was like, that's who she was. I, I kind of feel bad for her because it's like, you know, that's who she's always wanted to be. And right. now it's like she had it for a moment and it got taken away and now she has nothing. And how is this spilling over into social media? So now we have Candace. I mean, it's pretty obvious, like everyone has seen this rant of hers the other night, you know, where she says like Monique is mentally ill, but now she also involves you. Like for everyone who hasn't seen this rant, like, you know, you're not on the show. Like you're now involved in the social media rant that Candace has gone on. Um, I believe in my opinion, and through talking with Candace's husband, Chris Bassett, um, I kind of feel like they are perturbed that I did not support Candace in anything on the Black Socialites. The Black Socialites is like the premier socialite page in the DMV. All the socialites talk about it. Everybody wants to be posted on it. It's just it gets so much love and support here in the area because there's really nothing like it. So when I created it, it was like everybody was just so happy about that. Um, and it's a great name, let me tell you, for a page. Thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, so, it's like you couldn't have thought of a better name. It just, it's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So when I post, you know, Monique and, you know, people who I like because the, I always say the page is my opinion. And it's who I think is hot. It's who I think is relevant. It's who I think should be posted. And so when I celebrate people like Monique, I guess it bothers them that I'm celebrating her and not them. And then when me and Monique became friends and, you know, I really became, you know, Team Monique, it was just like, and I'm not Team Candace. They felt some kind of way about it because, you know, her husband had hit me up several times, you know, trying to get me on board with Candace. And like I said, I don't have a personal issue with Candace. I told Chris myself, most of the tension between me and Candace came from Sharice anyway. I was willing to have a conversation with Candace to just bury the hatchet and put everything behind us. But I think she just did not want to talk with me or maybe Sharice had been in her ear. I don't know. But she wasn't interested in that conversation. So with her not being interested in the conversation, I'm not going to support you. You're not going to ask me to support you and you can't even have a conversation with me. So that's just not going to happen. So I never supported her. And I remained Team Monique. Like, that's just what it is. And, um, yeah, so, you know, um, her husband had begun to harass me and he was just sending me all kind of nasty messages and threats. And I mean, it had got real nasty. I had to take out a protection order against him because I was like, I'm not about to be going out with this crazy man, um, trying to do something to me. And see, unlike Candace, I'm not going to sit there and just keep mouthing off back and forth with you if I feel threatened and end up getting my ass beat. No, I'm going to go to the to the police the way you're supposed to do it. So now if you try me after I've gone to the police and say I feel threatened by you, then I'm going to take you to court and I'm going to sue your ass. 
So I had said that a million times before. Like, if Candace really felt threatened by Monique, she went about it the wrong way. Because if you really feel threatened by somebody, you don't stand there and keep mouthing off at them and going back and forth and going back and forth and going back and forth. You just don't do that because that doesn't show that you're threatened, which is why she lost her court case. And that's why I was thrown out. So... So wait, so you got, you have a protection order against Candace's husband? Yes. And what, he just started reaching out to you and saying, why? Um, why are you lying on my wife? Um, your stories are wrong. And he just started attacking my looks, my person, my page, my work, just everything. And how often did he reach out? Like, how often was this happening? It started right after Monique beat Candace up. Wow. And um, he just he kept going on and on and on. And I kept telling him, like, well, Chris, if you want to have a conversation and set the record straight, I'm more than willing to give you that platform. But he never wanted to do it. It was like he wanted me to do the work. Like, he wanted it to, he wanted me to, I guess, pretend like I favored Candace and I just didn't. And right. it wasn't because I did not not like her. It was just because I didn't know her. You get what I'm saying? It yeah. was like, I can't sit here and, and, and go, you know, in for somebody who I don't know. And, it, and and I told him it was just that. Like, I don't know her. Like, me and Monique had been cool. Me and Monique had, I met Monique on, at the season two premiere party. We were cool all of season two and going into season three. Like, we had, you know, talked a lot on social media, just building a rapport. So that makes a difference. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. And you might have if you sat down or they came on your page, but they wanted you to just do all the work and not really have Right. Like they wanted me to do public, like they wanted me to do PR work for Candace. Right. And nobody was talking about cutting me a check. And I just got finished getting used by one housewife. I wasn't about to do it with another one. I get it. I've been there. I totally get it. A lot of times it's all about the housewives and not about anyone else I've noticed right. over the years. So I totally get it. So, so now you have this order of protection and, and like, what do they say about that? Or, I mean, there's nothing they can really say about it. I mean, it was granted for 24 hours. We went to court. Um, I think the judge was just kind of irritated once the judge realized that <laughs> Chris was a reality star, and this is all over the Housewives of Potomac, because she just threw it out. She was like, what? The Housewives of Potomac, y'all, get out of my court. Like, I don't have time for that. But the judge did say, like, after she read the messages, she was just like, you know, Chris, these messages are definitely threatening. I definitely understand why Mr. Paler brought you to court. This is not cool. I suggest you two just either leave each other alone or try to find a way to amicably go about whatever y'all got going on. And the judge did say if Mr. Bassett continues to harass you, Mr. Paler, just bring him back, and they were grant the order. We left the court. Um, Chris did reach out to me. He apologized, and we had become amicable. We started, you know, talking and sharing information and building a relationship. And it was at that point Chris had told me that really Candace had started to fight. And I was really surprised by a lot that Chris had told me because I was like, yikes. But I, it, it was like, I looked at it, like, I don't know. It was like, I looked at it like, okay, Chris is really an honest person because it was like, Chris really be feeling like the same way everybody else feel. But then it's like, at the same time, he be going ham for her. But I'm like, maybe is that just because it's his wife? But then I used to think sometimes it was Candace talking to me and not Chris. Because it would be like the conversation sometimes would just be so completely different. Like, sometimes, it, you know, like, most of the time it was like Chris understanding where I was coming from. And then, like, every now and then it would be like how that rant was that Candace did the other night about me. And I would get messages like that. Right, so you felt like, like... piece of shit, you fat ass, you this, that, the third, blah, blah, blah. And so I had started to think that maybe this is not Chris talking to me, that maybe it's Candace, because even after every time 
I got one of those nasty messages, it always would follow with follow up by an apology, you know, a day or two later. So what you thought sometimes Candace would take the phone and then the apology would be from Chris? I thought it that's my opinion. I'm not saying that it's fact, but it's huh. my opinion. Interesting. And then the other night, so what what do you think prompted Candace to I even can't say it because I didn't even watch. I don't like Candace has me blocked. So I don't watch her lives. Someone had DM'd me um, Monday morning and was like, oh my God, did you hear Candace talking about you last night? I'm so sorry. And I was like, huh? Like, wh- what are you talking about me for? And um, they was like, oh my God, you haven't seen it? I was like, no. And they was like, you need to see it. So I had to pull some resources together and swatch the live. The, it was, and we all saw what it said. And um, yeah, that was that. I mean, it's she said some pretty awful things. She did, and the and the part that had plucked my nerves the most was she did that on Sunday night. I had just had my grandmother's funeral Saturday. Oh God! And um, Chris had reached out to me. That's why I said like me and Chris were cool. At least I thought Chris had reached out to me and offered his condolences. So I really was looking at the whole situation side eye, like, okay, you want to say why I'm not already dead and why don't I drop dead? And you know I just had my grandmother's funeral yesterday. Then not only that, um, I do have some health issues. I am um, at renal stage four renal failure. I have 3% kidney function. And I haven't really shared much about that up until recently since Candace wanted to talk about, you know, my breathing and, you know, my health issues. Well, the reason I have short breath is because if I miss dialysis, liquid starts to build up around my lungs. So when I talk or I'm breathing, it may sound like, oh, I'm gasping for air. It's just, it's what it is because, you know, without dialysis, the liquid just builds up on your lungs and it makes you sound like that. So what you're talking about is really, a, is really a medical condition. It has nothing to do with my weight. I have, like I said, stage four kidney failure. I've been on dialysis since last December. And Chris knows that. So that was also another slap in the face, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, she brought it up and she said, you have kidney failure and you can't breathe. And she basically said go ahead and die. I mean, I think. I'm not sure. I have to li- She didn't mention the kidney failure, but she did say, why am I not already dead? Because she already knows. In my opinion, I believe, I know Chris knows about my kidney situation. Chris has messaged me when I've been in the hospital before. You know, sometimes when I'm doing post or doing the black search, I'm in the hospital. But I don't really make all that public because I'm not looking for sympathy or nothing. But people who know me know that. And Chris Bassett knows that. Chris Bassett has reached out to me to check on me to see how I was doing. He's checked on my health. So Chris Bassett knows my medical situation. So that's why I was extra offended by Candace's comments on Sunday night. Right, and like I don't remember exactly what she said, so I don't know if she said she wants you to die, but I mean, it definitely meant she mentioned- said, Why was I not already dead? I need to drop dead. Wow, so that obviously cannot make you feel good. But what do you think prompted this? I mean, even towards Monique, she started by saying Monique was mentally ill. Like, why, where did all this come from? Um, I, I think she's mad. Um, I think Candace thought that fans were going to side with her when she got beat up. And I mean, fans didn't side with her. And I think that bothers her. And I think it bothers her even more that I ride so hard for Monique and I ride with Monique. And I think that's just why she doesn't like me. And it's just what it is. I don't go out my way to bash Candace. And like some viewers say, oh, well, you hate her. No, I don't hate her. I don't know her. I just don't support her. And Candace does a lot of negative press. So you can't fault me that I'm reporting on the negative press that she does. If everything she does in the press is negative, all her Twitter comments, all her, you know, just everything going on is always negative, 
and I'm reporting on it because I'm a blogger. You can't now change the narrative to I don't like her. I don't know her. Right. And that's what me and Chris, you know, had found commonality because he understood that. I was like, I don't know her. I don't know your wife to not like her. I mean, I did, you know, was working for Sharice. That was that. But at the end of the day, I don't know her. And I was, and he knows I was willing to bury the hatchet and move forward with her. She wasn't willing to. So you can't blame me for that. But see, people don't know that. Well, it's strange to me. I mean, this is just me. I'm not married, which is okay. But it's strange to me that Chris is reaching out to you. Everybody says that. That's so strange to me when you're Everybody married. Everybody says that. Which is why I felt like Candace secretly was in on it. Wow. Just because one. it was that important for them to be on the Black Socialites. Wow. Right. And I guess it's Even strange. her mother follows the page. And her mother messages me from time to time. Wow. Yeah. Right. It's almost like she just wants to be on it and what? Someone else should get her on it. Right. Her. Huh. her mother actually sent me pictures one time and was like, can you post the princess? The, pin- the princess being Candace. Right. And then what do you think? Because I mean... I saw your other post about cancel Candace. So what do you think about all these tweets that have now come up? I think it's disgusting and it speaks to who she is as a person. I don't think that because those tweets are 10 years old that it does not reflect how she feels today. On Monique's, I mean, on her live on Sunday night that I watched that she did, Riley Knox had joined. Riley Knox, who if you don't know, she's like the number one Beyonce impersonator in America. She is like, you know, she's a freaking trans superstar. And um, Riley Knox had joined her live and, you know, she she was, you know, pretending, oh, hey, Riley, yada, yada, yada. But then when Riley left, she called Riley a him twice. Mm. You can't slip up and call Riley him when you've only ever known Riley as Riley. Like, Candace never met Riley before Riley transitioned. So you calling Riley a him should never even come out your mouth. When you only know Riley is what Riley presents herself to be to the public. Right. So I think that's all BS. And that Candace is exactly what those tweets say. And just so everyone listening knows, and you t- like, I have nothing against Candace. Like, if I'm not coming for Candace. I'm just, you know, we're having a discussion. But yeah, I mean, like, the tweets are, you could argue, derogatory towards the gay community. I don't see how anyone would feel any different. Like, one of the tweets said, I got more tweets that I didn't even post. But one of the tweets said, oh, I think my coworker is a queen. He's too queenie for me. Another tweet said, um, I, I'm not comfortable with heterosexual men being too into fashion. That's just too gay. I mean, it was just like, what? Right. And she has apologized. Did you see she, ap- she apologized today? Well, okay. You think what? Too little, too late? I think that Bravo made her do it. You do? Yes. And do you think Bravo should do something else? Bravo should fire her ass. You you think so? I believe so, yes. You think this is the same? Do you think it's a double standard, like firing like Stassi and Kristen and I'm not firing like a Candace? Um, not yet. It hasn't been enough time yet. That Stassi and Chrissy situation developed over time. This Candace stuff just came out, what, Monday or Tuesday. Just give it a, I'm gonna give them a moment. But that's what you would do. I would fire her ass. Fired. 
What did you, did you hear from Monique after that video was posted where Candace was attacking you? I mean, like for everyone, she didn't mention your page, but it's obviously talking about your page. It, she obviously was talking about my page. I yes. speak with Monique regularly. So what did she say? Was she shocked that you are somehow now in the middle of this? I mean. Um, to say the least, yes. Yes, for sure. You know, like, you're not on a, the show. You're not getting the paycheck from Bravo. Right. Well, um, you're right. I'm not a cast member. So, you know, it is what it is. I just, you know, take it as though I'm doing a great job with the Black socialites that everybody just wants to be on the page. And I'm just so happy about that. Seriously. So, everybody, follow the Black socialites on Instagram at the Black socialites. And I'm just looking forward to expanding the page, growing um, to New York, LA, Miami, Atlanta. And I'm just, you know, I'm just focusing on my brand and I'm just trying to walk away from some of the BS. Is that what you want to do? Have like the same thing for New York, the same thing for yes. LA? That yes. would be a great idea. I mean, yes. and that's the thing. People always say to me, I'm friends with all the housewives. I'm behind the velvet rope. I say all the time, like, that is true, but when it comes to Potomac, you are you are the David behind the velvet rope of Potomac because you are. <laughs> I mean, that's why I like understand everything. Like you know, people don't understand. Like sometimes you get in the middle of these things. I've been in the same situation you have, like where you're basically used. You're like now you're throwing me away. I mean, nothing shocks me anymore. Nothing. It's I've seen it all, so I totally get it. Yeah, Bravo knows how to pick them. I swear, it's like there's got to be something in the water with casting. Like, casting does a good job, you know? It's like there's yeah. a certain archetype that is cast. But yeah. to your point, your page is, you know, it says something about what you're doing that everybody wants to be on this page and that it's come so far. Thank you. And, you know, I hope that you get back to what, you know, the page started at, you know, as, and there's room to talk about other things. Do you find that you're able to talk about other things off season more, or it just always comes back to Potomac now? Um, well, I think it's a lot of factors that's playing into Potomac being the topic, the focus of the conversation right now. One being coronavirus. The socialites in the DMV can't really go out. Everyone's pretty much at home. Everything is limited. The only thing that really is to talk about right now is Potomac and the DMV. And that's just what it is. I get it. Well, we have to have you back on as the season unfolds because... Yes, I, I would love to come back on, David. I love you. I think you do a fantastic job with Behind the Velvet Robe. I am so thrilled. Um, I was so thrilled earlier when you asked me to come on. You know, I always jump at the opportunity to chat with you. I think you're phenomenal. I look forward to doing more with you. And I also look forward to having you as a guest on the Black Socialites one day. And we can chat about all your Real Housewives of New York drama and scandal. First of all, I will come on the Black Socialites any day you want. You just ask. Second of all, I take that thank you so much because I know that you're a real person and you're not just saying this. And three, I am the same way. I love you dearly. And four, I called you because like, I just like to go right to the source. I don't, there's all this talk about this and that. I'm like, I don't really want any other guests on regarding this topic. I want to just go right to the source. So thank you I, so much. And I really appreciate you. And tell everyone so we can find you at the Black Socialites on Instagram. At the Black Socialites on Instagram, um, YouTube channel is up. Um, Twitter is coming soon. And yeah, just bear with me. Like I said, I just started this page as a whim. I'm learning as I go. I'm getting better as I go. And yeah, the page is just, it's growing. I just reached 10,000 followers. I'm so excited. I saw. Because I remember when it was zero. Like I literally started this page from nothing. So I just want to thank everybody for following. And thanks to all the new followers coming. Thank you again, David, for shining a spotlight on the Black Socialites and giving us some press i appreciate you and yeah thank you so much for this awesome chat anytime have a good night and be in touch all right you too lover bye bye all right bye sweetie
Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.